Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. And I'm your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because Wednesdays are for podcasts. It's so tiny. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesdays are for podcasts. <laughs> I was telling Becky to speak up a little bit because I'm sorry. for some reason her voice wasn't recording very loudly. <clears throat> she was like, Wes! <laughs> Jesus. I'm so sorry. That was so funny. Oh, that was a bad, that was a bad open. But it's anyway, okay. It happens. It happens. It's been a bad week. It's been, uh, it's been, you know, <laughs> Mercury and Gatorade, the panorama, the, the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> the new moon, the everything. <laughs> It's been kind of over it, so. But anyway, guys, we're going to... But it's hump day. It's Wednesday. We're here. We're queer. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Um, And we've got a great Yay. episode again for you guys tonight. We're going to so. talk about cryptids. Another cryptid tonight. We, do. we are. Um, But before we get into that, of course, a word from our sponsor. Calm your buddy down. All right, guys. Um... Nothing new as of yet, except that the uh, snowmen bath bombs are still available and only going to be available until the end of February. Doesn't sound like it's that far away, but we are already at the end of January. So um, buy one for yourself. If you have anybody else in mind, buy one for them. Um, otherwise, everything is free shipping available on Etsy. Calm your body down. Etsy, Instagram. And uh, TikTok. I just posted another reel on uh, Instagram. Possibly another TikTok. Try to at least post one a week, but we'll see how that goes. Um, I used to post one or two a day, and now I'm like, I've been on a hiatus for a hot minute. Like, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, and uh, thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. Calm your buddy down. Also, I would like to say, in in regards to that, um. I took a bath the other day, a goddess bath, which if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's amazing. And I used one of Becky's bath bombs. I had the lavender chamomile one. And when I tell you I had my incense, I had my candle, I had a tea and sage candle, I had my dragon's blood incense, and I had that bath bomb. And when I tell you that bathroom literally smelt, <laughs> oh, so good. It was like I was in complete zen. Go buy those bath bombs. I actually need to restock on them myself um, because I those lavender chamomile ones. I swear by those. They're amazing, especially if you just, you know, you've had a really bad day and you need to just lay in a bath and just... Yes. Aromatherapy is real. That's it. It, it is. It's very real. Um, it's also really good for this time of year, uh, especially chamomile and lavender, just for your skin, your overall health, helping you sleep. Um, yeah, those are, those are definitely my go, the, that one in particular is a go-to personal favorite, especially for this time of year, so. I just had to, like, brag on you a little bit, because I absolutely I love those, those in particular, like, I love all of them, but those in particular, just, like, especially when I've had a really bad day, and I take a goddess bath, it is literally, like, I, I emerged from that bathroom a completely different person. <laughs> like, this is amazing. I owe myself one of those. I didn't, I should, I should have had one today. I'll probably do that tomorrow. <laughs> yes. 
today I was just trying to, I don't know, just the thought of getting out of a hot bath and a cold bathroom, even though it's not, it, it was fucking cold today, guys. Listen. Literally. I went to work at seven degrees. Actually, no, it was three degrees this morning when I went to work. Yeah, in two hours by the time it was nine o'clock, or three hours by the time it was nine o'clock, it only went up to one degree. It was like five. Heat wave. Degrees. <laughs> I literally made, I wore four layers. I went to two stores and then came home immediately and crawled underneath my heated blanket and stayed there. And just watched podcasts on YouTube all day. Because I just did, I just was, I I am a meat popsicle. I was like, I'm too fucking cold. I can't deal with this. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't know why um, I continue to live in a place where the, the, uh, I had a guy tell me today, he's like, you probably need to move. And I'm like, listen. But what's really funny is you I know don't want to move. I would just like a summer home. <laughs> you know the one place I want to move? Or a winter home. <laughs> Massachusetts. Because that's warmer yeah no hell no no see this is why i'm like i want to move to massachusetts but also i just want to buy a home there i want a so i could just home. go summer or spring to fall and then just live in here for the like in the winter summer home either like upstate new york vermont connecticut okay vermont is fucking beautiful can we talk about how or uh like winter home Arizona. It's a good one. Definitely Arizona. <laughs> like, definitely Arizona. Just watch out for the skinwalkers. Because you get, oh, fuck. That's true. And the scorpions. Um, Such a giant difference. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> both terrify me, okay? Like, I mean. One, you can get away from a little bit faster. <laughs> both for completely different reasons, but they're just like. <laughs> and I'm just assuming. You could just look down and be like, oh, no, it's scorpion runs away and you're like oh no a skinwalker fuck because <laughs> there's like there's really no running <laughs> why are you running like there's no i mean scorpion yes skinwalker that scorpion ain't gonna catch up no could you imagine if skinwalkers could shapeshift into oh skinwalkers? my god my worst nightmare <laughs> like you're like thank you for all of the nightmares that i'm going to have my worst nightmare terrified of scorpions but skinwalkers are a nice segue into our cryptid that we're talking about this evening that are actually well known mostly to ohio michigan and connecticut yes um i was actually mentioning to becky how we haven't talked about like a cryptid that's mostly known excuse me mostly known in ohio and then i was like oh yeah melon heads melon heads have been mentioned as like more of the Ohio is like one of the biggest. There's a lot on YouTube, um, as far as Ohio videos and Michigan videos, uh, related to um, the legends of melon heads. Um, and it's kind of a sad story. I mean, when I first found out about them, and then I became more familiar with what hydrocephalus was i thought it was kind of sad because um if anybody doesn't know what hydrocephalus is it's essentially fluid on the brain and um children are born with this uh typically it's it's um it can happen for any number of reasons um and then 
even older people will develop hydrocephalus or sometimes people will live through it. Um, it's, it's scary. It's really, I mean, before modern technology, like if a child had hydrocephalus, they usually didn't live past a certain age. And if they did, they were confined to, uh, you know, a state hospital, you know, then that they were just kind of pushed away and never seen again. So it was kind of a, you know, it's kind of sad. Um, typically, uh, you also see it in a lot of animals too. Yeah. And typically it's a lot of, and it's, it's very much a product of inbreeding and, uh, puppy mills. Like just these breeds that are just, yeah, it's really, it's awful in humans and it's really awful. And, and you see it a lot in dogs a lot of smaller dog breeds where they're trying to, they inbreed them to try to get these teacup. And then that's when you were really seeing an influx of hydrocephalus with dogs. But um, I always thought it was really sad with kids, but it's also been rumored too, that they were aliens. Cause some yeah. uh, drawings of them. It looks very alien. like It does like the, yep. the, the uh, you know, the basic big head. Big, uh, gray, the grays, like yeah. what, what we would know of as the typical alien figure is like skinny body, big head, big bulbous head, the, you know, the typical grays with big eyes and everything that you would see. So, um, it's interesting though. So most of our information is going to be from, uh, Wikipedia. They've got a lot. We'll read as far as Ohio and then Michigan and Connecticut. Um, there's even some legends tied to Pennsylvania I've seen, but Pennsylvania and Ohio are so close together and it's typically all within that same like northern region by the lakes, by the, you know, the Great Lakes. So it's interesting though that the legend in Ohio is centered around Kirtland, Ohio. <laughs> now, Kirtland is a suburb of Cleveland, but What's really interesting about, okay, what's really interesting about Kirtland, Ohio, if you guys don't know, I'm sorry, just anytime I ever hear anything about the Mormons, it just always makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> apparently, um, apparently, what's his name, uh, Joseph Smith, uh, thought that one of the holy because you know there it's in uh utah right salt lake city utah um just goes to show how much i know about mormons um i'm just like it's utah right i don't fucking know um <laughs> and like where their headquarters are or whatever but like one of their other headquarters that i guess that's where they thought like the second coming of jesus i don't know they're it's so Listen, if somebody out there is Mormon, explain because I don't even fucking help. <laughs> like I'm, I'm trying so hard because I literally have no idea. Just all sounds crazy to me. But um, oh, okay. So there was this. Oh goodness. Joseph's eldest sons were prophets. Various groups were referred to under two geographical headings: Prairie Saints, which was the Midwest. And Rocky Mountain Saints, who Brigham Young would later state uh, from Utah. So that's where Utah came from. So basically, they they thought Kirtland, Ohio, was going to be 
I don't know. I guess they listen. I'm gonna be straight second, up with you right now. I guess that's where they thought. That's where they. Oh, that's where they built a temple. Joseph Smith moved to Kirtland, Ohio, in 1831 to build a temple, the first temple um, operated by the Community of Christ as a main Latter Day Saints like movement. I guess that's. Because anywhere that they built, I guess that's where they thought the second coming of Christ was going to be. And I'm like, I'm gonna be straight if up it's with you. literally going to be in... The second oh. coming of Jesus is not going to be in fucking Cleveland, Ohio. It's not going to happen. Unless he wants to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know. Oh my god, that would be awesome. But I mean, that's <laughs> kind of cool. But Jesus, Jesus comes down and he goes, <laughs> hold up, before I get my keys. <laughs> He's like, let me go to this... <laughs> And check out the Rock and Roll Hall. I just genuinely hate Cleveland, so <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. No offense to people who live in Cleveland, and but... it doesn't have a fucking thing to uh, do with football either. So don't even, because nope. I could give a flying fuck about the Browns and a fuck about the Bengals. I do not care. About I kind of the only thing I think is cool is that it is the year of the tiger. Like, the Chinese year of the Tiger and the Bengals are doing really well. I think that's really cool. I mean, they're not going to win the Super Bowl by any means, but I think it's kind of You know, but they're... For the ones out there that aren't Fairweather fans, it's kind of nice. You know? I get it. I get it. I totally get it. If you're one of these hometown proud people with your team, I totally fucking get it. But, so the other weird thing about Kirtland, Ohio, is that we might actually have to do a podcast episode about this. <laughs> if anybody's familiar, this, this made national news. So if anybody was alive around that time or true crime podcasts have talked about this, I've seen documentaries about this. You can Google it and find it. Um, in 1989, Jeffrey Lundgren, who was a religious extremist, extremist coerced some into his cult into murdering a family. Now, he was originally a part of this Church of Latter-day Saints. They thought he was kind of radical, so he made his own cult. And he coerced them into killing a family of five. And I mean, like, a baby, basically, they killed, including this entire mom, dad, everybody. Hid their bodies in a pit dug inside the barn on Chardon Road, which is US 6 that runs through Kirtland. Those of Lundgren's cult who participated in the murders were sentenced to life in prison, and Lundgren himself was executed on October 24, 2006. The site of the murders was converted from a privately owned home into a church, and as of 2009, New Promise Church still stands on the property of where these people were murdered. So, let me tell you right now. I bet that church is haunted. Curlin, Ohio, has got a whole lot of weird-ass fucking history. So knowing all of that, I mean, like, literally Brigham Young thought this was going to be where the second coming of Christ, some weird extremist killed a family and they built a church on top of, top of it. Listen, I would believe, I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe this Melonhead story. <laughs> I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of background on Kirtland, Ohio, because I'm telling you, there is so much crazy shit just in this little teeny tiny suburb outside of Cleveland that I would literally believe this entire fucking Melonhead story. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not joking. That's absolutely insane. Like, I didn't even know, really... I didn't even know that. The cult thing? The cult thing. Oh, I didn't yeah. know the cult thing. If you guys, if you guys Google Jeff Lundgren, like, it's, uh, it's, it made national news. Like, I've known of other true crime, uh, 
podcasts to do episodes about it. There's been documentaries about it. I think there's one. There's got to be a million different things on YouTube about it. It was a really, really well known, well known case. There is just, it's, you know, in any of these little small Midwestern towns, it just seems like when there's literally nothing but like churches there, there's always something crazy that happens. There's always some kind of weird stories or something crazy happened. So yeah, I'm, I'm almost bound to believe this story because it's just, it's just really fucking weird. So, um... According just weird to on top of the weird. Weird on top of weird on top of weird. <laughs> um, like you have Mormons, cult, 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 and then melanins. <laughs> and then Jesus coming. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so uh, according to the local lore of the area, the melonheads were originally orphans under the watch of a doctor known as Dr. Crow, either spelled K-R-O-W, K-R-O-W-E, k-r-o-h-e or just k-r-o-h um or usually just referred to as dr melonhead because it's associated with the lore crow was said to have performed unusual experiments on these children uh who developed large hairless heads and malformed bodies some accounts were that the children were already suffering from hydrocephalus and that crow himself would inject even more fluid onto their brains to make their heads even bigger. Like basically that this crazy guy had adopted a bunch of orphans and was doing experiments on them. Either they already had hydrocephalus, they were born with it. Now, mind you, again, uh, there were in a lot of these small towns, rural towns too, there were sanatoriums, there were hospitals, there were state run hospitals where, like I mentioned, if a child was born with hydrocephalus, especially back in if the, you know it doesn't really give a time frame of when this would have happened with Dr. Crow but I'm guessing sometime in the 1940s maybe 1950s definitely a child would have been put in some type of state run hospital and maybe this guy was a doctor that worked there I mean look if you read about what they did to tuberculosis patients before they knew what the fuck to do and putting balloons in people's lungs and shit I mean that sounds fucking crazy so I would believe that this some whacked out doctor was injecting fluid on hydrocephalic patients. I, I I would believe it. This is terrible that this whole time I'm thinking about this, I keep my brain goes, got a blast. Shoot through the stars, buy candy bars. Oh, what no. they kid with a knack for inventions. Now it's making me wonder, did Jimmy Neutron have hydrocephalic? Did he have hydrocephalic? I mean, he kind of looked like he did. <laughs> Isn't that fucking terrible? I just ruined your childhood. Oh my god, that's so awful. I love, I love, Jimmy I Neutron, love Jimmy Neutron. I legit, I legitimately love Jimmy. My Neutron. spleen, <laughs> fucking Carl. So it says that eventually the legend continues that the children killed Crow, burned the orphanage or hospital, and retreated into the surrounding forests and supposedly fed on babies or small dogs. I've I've heard it either way. Legend holds that the Melonheads may be sighted along Wisner Road in Kirtland and Chardon Township. The Melonhead legend has been popularized on the internet, particularly on the sites Creepy Cleveland and Dead Ohio, where users offer their own versions of the story. There was even a movie released in 2010, Legend of the Melonheads, 
based on the Ohio legend and various other legends in the Kirtland area. There's a small part of me that thinks that that movie's probably shit. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> almost positive it's probably awful. They usually because I saw that there was a movie are. and I'm like, no, I'm not gonna watch that. <laughs> they're they're usually terrible. Um, so I was watching a video on YouTube that I found from uh in Ohio, a lady that lived in Kirtland. And so right around where Wisner Road is, apparently there's this, uh, there's this little, I don't know if it was like a, oh, what do they call it? Like a military cemetery? There's gravestones. And it's really, really small. It's just a small plot of land, but there's a bunch of trees surrounding it. Like there's the road, the cemetery, and then almost in kind of like a crescent shape, L shape, there's a bunch of woods. And that is a spot at night where a lot of people have said, um, especially over the years, a lot of teenagers that'll come out there have said that they've seen the melon heads coming out of the woods, sometimes even hiding behind the gravestones. Immediately, no. Which I'm just like, uh, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm going to vote no. I am going to vote hell no. Um, hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell. So I actually even found... Now, this is a book. Okay. I'm trying to find the name of it. Fabled People and Places. And it has an article in it that references... It's called The Hideous Melon Heads. And it's actually saying... I wish I could blow this up. It's really small. I can barely read it. But it says here that actually the story with Dr. Crow was possibly in the 70s that it happened um uh she was then frightened with tales of dr crow the evil man who performed cruel experience experiments on hydrocephalic children that made them into cannibalistic monsters um yeah but all of it seems to be around this area like especially specifically on this on this road and it's not like it's a you know it's just like a backcountry road basically and even on that you it's a really short youtube video it's only like 13 minutes but it kind of gives you an idea of you know the ladies like driving it's you know, it's kind of like an it's basically amateur she's driving there so it kind of gives you the idea of the road and then where um like where the cemetery is and then where the woods are. Like, obviously she didn't go in the woods because she's like, even in the daytime, this is kind of creepy out here because there's nobody out there and it's really quiet. I would definitely like, not go by myself. What the fuck? Because you might not run into melon heads, but you could run into a fucking murderer. I mean, literally like anybody. <laughs> so yeah, I just- See, out in anyway. places like that, I'm not scared of the paranormal. I'm oh, scared yeah. of humans. That's the- cover of the movie that oh. looks absolutely awful wow um, <laughs> yeah i'm sorry about um, to whoever was involved with legend of the melon heads but uh probably won't be watching this um mad respect to always hey look we love independent directors yes you know we love ind independent directors over here on the dfwto podcast we've interviewed a few mad respect but some of them and hey, to be completely honest with you, keep keep trying. Yeah, you know, I mean, don't don't give up. 
don't give up on your dream. You know, like, I mean, I, look, look at it this way. We, when we first started this podcast, when I go back and listen to original episodes, oh, I'm I like, can't. oh, God, cringe. And then like, just, it's practice. Practice makes perfect. Kids just keep doing something over and over and over again. You get more comfortable with it. You get more into a, into a groove. And you, you, I always say to people too, especially like indie film directors, just go like prime, prime example, prime example, go watch Peter Jackson's first two movies <laughs> and look what Peter Jackson has done in his Peter fucking yep. Jackson. Thank you. I mean, like, that's literally all I'm going to say. Cause it's like. You want to talk about somebody that, like, very, very humble beginnings and then went on to direct the biggest movie trilogy of all time, I think. Like, I mean, Lord of the Rings trilogy, I think. At least one of them. It's one of them, one for of sure. One of the biggest trilogy. And even, yeah. like, even the directors that we've interviewed. Inter Brain interviewed. Dead. That's what the Fuck yep. that movie was called. Even the God, movies that, that movie. we have, or I'm sorry, even the directors that we have interviewed, if you go back and watch their older stuff and then start watching their newer stuff, you can see a difference. Like, they're getting better at it. They're more getting in their groove, their niche. And that's so cool to see. I absolutely love to see that. Oh, very much so. Like, they, you know, a lot of times when you're starting out, you're just trying to find your fit. And then right. once you find it, it's like, ah, there you go. And it's That's just like when is. we first started the podcast, we were trying to figure out our groove. We were trying to figure out what exactly worked. And then it just started getting better and it started flowing better. And now we're just... I think that just happens with anybody. You can look right. at a lot of people. There's, I have some podcasts that I love that I have literally followed from first episode and you look at where they were then to where they are now and you're like, holy shit, this is, this is really fucking cool. Like, mm -hmm. this is really, really cool. Um, we should also note the proximity to Kirtland, Ohio and uh, where Sheridan Township is. And this is, this is actually all in the same proximity as, uh, Boston, Helltown. If you guys go back and listen to our episode about that, um, if you have Discovery Plus, five bucks a month, please watch that Helltown. It's like a mockumentary, but I'm telling you, it is really fucking cool. And it really, you know, it, it it's fictionalized, but it's really what people, it's, it's what people actually, it, a lot of people actually believed happened. So it was really cool to see it shot in that style um, to make you think that there was possibly a, uh, not skin, Wendigo, that there was a Wendigo, uh, Now in, there is a Helltown. movie called, uh, June 9th. Don't. It's supposedly about the Helltown as well. Don't. The, yeah, okay. I the, uh, it's a found footage film. I've heard of it. I think, is it on Prime? It is on TV? I okay, think. I thought it was on Prime. Um, it's on yeah. one of them. It's free, wherever I saw it. Um, but it's a found footage movie. I loved the premise. I was like, oh my god, this sounds great. It's usually how it starts. Right. <laughs> but not only did I want the kids to die so bad, 
Because there was one girl, and I think there were three boys, and those boys were the most racist, disrespectful Ooh, yeah. pieces of shit. And you're just like, why put that in the movie? And I literally, what I couldn't, I almost could couldn't handle it, but movie? I was like, nah, I want to see them die. <laughs> so, the it f- is on Tubi. Uh, what was intended as a day of harmless pranks for a group of high school kids, celebrating the end of school year becomes a road trip of terror. You end up finding out finding out that this like super Amish religious like cult lives there, and then they kill them, and the effects are so god awful. I I just you know, oh, there was a few people in my found footage group that was like, I loved it. I thought it was great. The payoff was worth it, and I'm like, I'm gonna disagree with you wholeheartedly. The payoff was not worth it. The effects were terrible. I understand it was super B. I get that, so you don't have the money to make effects, but if you could edit it you know, better, a lot of times that works. <clears throat> it's the editing, I think, that did it. It, it was it was so choppy. It was so. Well, it was know, just those movie, kids. Were... If, if you can't, I I've just always been a firm believer that if you can't connect to even one character yep. in a movie, then it, it's you know it's over and done. You got to be at least be able to connect with some of the cast i mean if especially with a horror movie if you're literally within the first five minutes of the movie like okay ready for all of them to die then you know why am i gonna sit through the next hour and 25 minutes of this like (laughs) i'm you know it's just i almost turn it off but so um no i highly recommend listen the five bucks for discovery plus is fucking worth it and that Helltown mockumentary is very very well done because uh you know like the first half hour of it really does go into the actual history of boston ohio it is a real place there are still buildings there there's still you know there's a park there uh we we are definitely planning on going okay, at some yeah. point it's only a few hours away from us um, and it's it's beautiful land, but it is kind of a crazy story. And please, I highly recommend going back and listen to our episode about it um, because it is a kind of a crazy story. And for this mockumentary to go deep into this uh, lore of it, you know, the government trying to hide a cover up uh, attacks of a Wendigo. I mean, that's that's crazy, and that's really fucking dope. It's, it's awesome too. But I mean, it's really I, I just wanted to throw it in there that it's kind of crazy that like. All of this area, all of these sightings in in northern Ohio are really close to one another. I mean, they're they're literally one county next to each other, where Boston, Ohio was to where Kirtland, Ohio is outside of Cleveland. They're one count. Ca- I mean, they're the county next to each other, so they're really they're really 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 close. I kind of want to be like to each other. Yeah, what's going on up there? What's happening so, in northern the, Ohio? The Mormons. <laughs> It's the Mormons. The Mormons. God damn it. And their special underwear. <laughs> no. It's real. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. You're not so lying, I'm but not it's not funny. I'm, I'm not. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I would have I bailed. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? The devil ain't getting in my panties. They're, they're, un- yeah, they believe there's underwear to protect them from the devil. Anyway, well, so- I mean, <laughs> I fuck women, so 
Is it technically the same thing? <laughs> I mean, I thought they were talking about chastity belts. <laughs> if you really want to get down to it. Probably. But, I don't know. What, do anyway. they think you have to have sex with the devil to lose your virgin? What the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> oh, wow, that, that's, we're going into a whole nother thing with that. So, oh my God. <laughs> I'm fucking dying. There are a lot of people who are ready for any of that conversation. <laughs> Everyone's um, literally listening to this right now, <coughs> looking like, going, what? what? Oh, good lord. This went from Millenheads and Mormons to <laughs> fucking what? the devil. I'm, what? I'm gonna need hole up. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, that, let me tell you, that whole idea of one of some creature with a big head at night popping up, coming out of the woods and popping up over a, a uh, tombstone sounds fucking terrifying. So I wonder I if no melon heads were the inspiration for the movie The Children in a roundabout way. I don't know. That movie's really fucking that good. I don't know if anyone's like ever seen that or watched it's that. It's a great movie. That movie's really fucking creepy and it's really good because all the kids end up in the forest and they kill adults. I, I like that. That was that was actually a really good film. It's a really 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 good movie. Um. But anyway, so. Yeah, if you wanted to... Oliver, do you want me to read the Michigan one? Yeah, yeah. This one is another crazy one, too. Because it's it's another one where it's all tied around a town in Michigan that's already got some really fucking... Creepy Steve. Crazy history tied to... All of... It's just funny when... You know, like a story on top of a story on top of a story, and it all seems to center around... An area. One main area so especially when it's one like this that's kind of the same thing but it's in different areas well, especially connecticut Connecticut's yeah. like way over there i gave the michigan ohio connection <laughs> right but yeah so the mel 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 the mel do you remember bad lip reading what a hell <laughs> fucking Those nfl amazing the melon heads of michigan are said to reside around Felt Mansion, although they have been reportedly seen in southern forested areas of Ottawa County. According to one story, they were originally children with hydrocephalus, as we have said, who lived at the Junction Insane Asylum near Felt Mansion. The story explains that after enduring physical and emotional abuse, they became feral and were released into the forest surrounding the asylum. Because that's what you do. The Allegan... Allegan? Either Allegan or Allegane. Just, yeah. County so, Historical Society one. asserts that the asylum never existed, although it was at one point a prison. However, the story has been part of the local folklore for several decades. Lake Town Township Manager Al Meshkin told the Holland Sentinel that he had heard the tales as a teenager, noting that his friends referred to them as wobbleheads. Some versions of the legend say that the children once lived in the mansion itself, but later retreated to a system of caverns or caves in a nearby hill left over from an abandoned zoo. Listen... If I'm seeing some motherfuckers that look like that coming out of a cave. No. 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 Some versions of this lesson say that the children devised a plan to escape and kill the doctor that abused them. It is said that the children had no place to hide the body, so they cut it up into small pieces, which they hid around the mansion. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Rumors exist that teenagers who had broken into the mansion saw ghosts of the children and claimed to see shadows of the doctor's murder through the light coming through an open door. That's a bit far-fetched, but okay. The legend has spread throughout the region, even becoming the subject of a film entitled 
The Melon Heads, which came out in 2011, and it was based around the West Michigan legend. There are a lot more movies about Melon Heads than I thought. Listen, why are all these movies about Melon Heads and we don't have better cryptid movies besides Antlers? Antlers fucking did it, but... <laughs> so good. So, it should also be noted how... At least in the Michigan and Ohio legends uh, regarding melon heads, that both of them are right next to a lake. I mean, really, really close to a lake. Which, to be honest with you, a lot of stuff like this has, there's a source of water It's yeah, nearby. It's nearby body water. Yep. Yeah. So you've got, uh, oh my god, I'm so bad with the Great Lakes. What is the one like <laughs> right above? Is that you? Is, is that it Lake Erie? Erie? I think it is. Lake is Erie. Erie the one that's? Jesus, I, I'm terrible I, it with is, it is, too. It is. It's Lake Erie. It's literally the one that's like okay. directly north of us. I'm so. I'm. Lake guys. Michigan is the one on the right. Listen, um, I never can yeah, figure it Michigan's out. Michigan's the like okay, so it's in a T shape, right? And then you've got Erie's kind of the little poop that pokes okay. out at the bottom of the T. The long part of the T is Michigan. <laughs> it's the big one. I'm sorry. What what was that? <laughs> you went <laughs> now every time I see Michigan I'm gonna go Boop. I've only ever so I've only ever been near nearest enough I mean like right next to on the shores of Superior Michigan Erie oh god what's the one like right across from Superior too not why can't I think of the names of the five lakes right now? But the other one. We're so, I'm so bad with the Great Lakes names, guys. And this Listen, is really awful. I because learned them we're in school like, and that's it. Right here. And like, after you learn them in school, you're like, okay, I'm done. I don't ever need to know these anymore. Okay, it is Lake Huron. I was like totally off. So Lake Ontario is by Ontario. Ontario. Got it. Oh, Darius. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> hilarious so i've only ever been actually on the shores of lake superior lake huron lake michigan and lake erie so i've never been to lake ontario and that might happen at some point when this panorama's over um um yeah. i'm gonna need you to you know poot lovato like we so i have been to lake michigan yes and erie yeah I've I've literally been all. The I've probably way. seen when we drove in upstate New York. We have seen Ontario when we went to Michigan. Michigan, no. what? When we went to we Massachusetts, drove past the exit to Buffalo, New York, which is right at Ni Niagara. So that's where, like, okay. Ontario, that's where Ontario and Erie kind of intersect. Right I gotcha. There. Okay. So that's where we were closer okay. to. So close to Lake Ontario, but not not quite that close. Gotcha. Yeah. Good lord. But yeah, I, I should know this. I've literally been all the way to the very top of Michigan, and then kind of went sort of across the U the UP a little bit. Not all the way, because that's just way <laughs> too fucking far. Yeah. Very boring. Beautiful but boring, <laughs> like, right? Because it's just an island. You're like, okay, let's turn around and go back because there's no other fucking place to go. This was great. Unless you want to take a boat over to Wisconsin, and I don't. Um, no offense to Wisconsin. I um, I do. We do have one listener. I know for sure in Wisconsin, Sarah. 
I've got to meet Sarah sometime, damn it. Listen, I have been to Wisconsin and it's beautiful. <laughs> there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of beautiful places in Wisconsin. So I'm not knocking it at all. I just wanted to give a quick rundown of a little bit of history about Felt Mansion um, and the legends surrounding this place. So uh, it is a part of the Melonheads legend, but um, where it comes into effect about it being a prison. So here's a little bit of history about it. Dor Felt, who was the gentleman that lived in the home, uh, he was born in Wisconsin when he was 18. He moved to Chicago and became the foreman of a rolling mill. He eventually developed a patented machine and opened his own factory in 1889. When his company was successful, he got married to Agnes McNulty in 1891. They had four daughters. Um, and then he had... The home built in 1927, it was completed in 1928. This is the Felt Mansion as it stands today. Uh, in August of that year, Agnes suddenly died. Dor remarried the following year, which is, you know, that always sounds weird to people, but it was pretty customary, especially if there were children involved, because you just didn't have single fathers with kids. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. So typically when they remarried, it was just somebody to raise their kids. Um... But he preferred to usually live in Chicago. He didn't normally stay at the home, the Felt Mansion. He subsequently died two years later in August of 1930, and the mansion was left to his children, who kept it until 1949. They sold it to the Augustinian Order of the Catholic Church, and then the mansion became the St. Augustine Catholic Seminary Preparatory School in 1949. So in 1962, they leased the mansion to nuns. And then after that, it became a preparatory school for grades 9 through 12. In 1977, it was purchased by the state of Michigan and later became the Saugatuck Dunes Correctional Facility. So it was a prison. It was never a state hospital. Uh, Dorfelt was not a doctor. Um, so as far as that connection with the Melonheads or anything like that, it... it yeah, it was never a hospital. He wasn't a doctor. But it was at one time a prison, which closed in 1991. And then in 1995, uh, the state of Michigan sold 44 acres of the estate, including the mansion and the prison building, to Lake Town Township for one daughter. Daughter. <laughs> Just one. Well, that changed the whole thing. One daughter. Just one daughter. Just one. Not two. One. Just no, one. Sorry. Would she have to be the oldest? Uh, yes. Because it's always the first. It's always the first born. Fuck. It's always the first born, <laughs> not me. Um, See, I'm always curious about that because I'm the first born, but I'm also the second born. Oh, you born. are. Oh. Oh. What does that mean? <laughs> yes, with you, they're like, oh, shit. Which is really funny because. We don't know. I actually read something the other day, like, you know, the qualities of the firstborn and the qualities of the secondborn. And I'm like, I have all of those. Because I have a friend that's the exact same way, <laughs> like, same exact situation. And it's like, oh, shit. I what? am my dad's first. What would happen? But right? I am my mom's second. That's what I'm saying. And you're like, so what? Oh. And my sister's yeah. even like, you have a lot of firstborn qualities but you have a lot of second born qualities exactly right i'm like i'm just the next thought pup because i'm born i'm first and second so like so like when the plague 
That's what I'm so saying. Like, would I be killed? Would I be killed? <laughs> well, I'm definitely gonna be killed. You're like so no, my no, husband. But would I? Because but we'll be like, die well, wait. together, like the Notebook. <laughs> if you're a bird, I'm a bird. I'm sorry, but I'd be like, <laughs> am. Oh my god. Am I, I literally always thought this. Like, how would they figure that out? The Lord's like, oh, that's the first. Well, wait, she's the second. Nope. Well, <laughs> shit. Um. Then <laughs> God's going, I didn't think this part through. Oh, um. Let it have. Just, just leave it. You know just what? Just, she's fine. We're just gonna. We'll, we'll <laughs> skip any of these families. We're just gonna skip. <laughs> Because I don't have time. We don't know what to do. I don't have time to figure this out right now. Oh my God. I'm so sorry, guys. It's a whole ass dollar, not a daughter. Jesus. That started a lot of funny things. Oh my God. No, that was good though. Because that, I'm glad we talked about that. Because I needed, I needed to talk about that. Because I I think it's genuinely funny. Because I'm literally like, I am the first I have literally thought the exact same thing. Which is like, whoa. But no, so the whole, the town bought it for a dollar. Uh, the only stipulation was that it had to be preserved. So thank God it was. Um, in 2002, the Friends of the Felt Estate were formed and the place is on the National Registry of Historic Places. Um, and apparently you can still visit it to this day. It is still in its same condition as when it was built. Um, from pictures, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, um, so that's kind of crazy about that legend because, uh, now I have heard, and I don't know if this was from Ghost Adventures or Ghost Hunters or one of those shows, but I have heard that Felt Mansion is haunted and it's haunted by Dor's first wife. And that was part of the reason that after he was remarried, preferred to stay at their home in Chicago because he couldn't deal with the haunting of his first wife being, you know, cause she just died suddenly and they don't know why. And then there were these rumors of like, how did she die? What happened? Was he having an affair? Who knows? Whatever. So it's just, it is strange. I just wanted to point out how like both of these sightings in Ohio and in Michigan were not only around towns and places that already kind of had weird history, but also right next to bodies of water. So it's like, oh, okay, that's a little weird, a little strange, but, you know, very interesting connection, too, especially with it being two states so close to each other, so close in proximity. So even though, um, should say that Saugatuck, Michigan is actually all the way to the west of Michigan. So if you look at Michigan, you know, people like to look at it as a mitten. Um, it would be more where the thumb is. It's like literally all the way to the West where at, so it's, it's a ways from where the melon heads would be in Kirtland because that's, that's more Northeast Ohio. Whereas this is more Western Michigan. So it's like way over on the other side. I just like the name of it. Saugatuck. 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 <laughs> <Better> <laughs> I wonder if that actor still does that. And I swear to God, if he, oh 
Jackson Rathsbone? Is that his name? Yeah, people like <laughs> ask him at conventions to do it. I would fucking die. Oh my god. Poor I, if I met him, I'd be like, do it. <laughs> you, and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, that's all I need to think. And please, I need you to. I need. I need the the stare. I need you to say battle scars for me, please. <laughs> what even was his fucking name? <laughs> I don't oh, Jasper. Thank you. Thank you. I just kept saying Jackson, 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 Emmett. No, you're like no. <laughs> I need the Jasper Definitely. stare and the. So this one in Connecticut is really strange. Um, several variations of Melonhead legends are found all throughout Southwest Connecticut, uh, especially in Fairfield County and Western New Haven County. In Fairfield County, there are tales that are found in Trumbull, Shelton, Stratford, Monroe, Easton, and Weston. New Haven County in Seymour, Oxford, Milford, and Southbury. So this is all around it i mean they say southern connecticut but connecticut is really tiny so I mean, it took us 30 minutes <laughs> i'm not even kidding you it took us 30 minutes to drive to connecticut yep 30 minutes it was very cute though it's adorable <laughs> it's very it's little very it's, it's so tiny so tiny <laughs> um so there are several primary connecticut variations according to one of the variations Fairfield County was the location of an asylum for the criminally insane that burned in the fall of 1960, resulting in the death of all of the staff and most of the patients with 10 to 20 inmates unaccounted for, supposedly having survived and escaped into the woods. The legend states that the Melonhead's appearance is the result of them having to resort to cannibalism in order to survive the harsh winters of the region and to inbreeding, which in turn caused them to develop hydrocephalus. Some retellings of this, okay, well, then that would also mean that it would have to be been a men or a women, men and women's prison, because I'm like, okay, because <laughs> how were they inbreeding if they were men? That I'm like, okay, they need to add more to that fucking story. I'm gonna need a little bit more explanation. A little bit more, because if, if it was a prison, then there had to have been like, had to have been men and women. Some retellings <laughs> of this version substitute the asylum or prison with places of business or campgrounds in the inmates, patients with employees, staff, or campgoers. Individual variations will modify <clears throat> with, will modify what town these individuals were originally from and where they end up. So it sounds like to me it was, now this almost sounds like a Friday the 13th version where the inmates attacked some camp campgoers and yeah. So... Um, it is interesting enough, though, that they say, so that should be something brought up with cannibalism. Now, another way that it's thought that some people could get hydrocephalus is due to, like, what, uh, now this is, this would be with cows, but, like, there is a version of mad cow disease that you can eat if you, uh, eat brain, and the brain has these, they call them prions, if you eat brain matter and ingest those prions, you basically get a version of mad cow disease. That is something that is actually known in cannibalism if you eat brains. If it's not properly cooked. Damn and they have it. These, and you don't kill off these prions. Because you can get the same thing in deer, too. Listen, I've been... You just... Like, now I can't eat brains. Damn it. Wait. I was really looking forward to my brains Really tomorrow. looking forward to some brains. I really was. Fuck! Fry them up with some onion. Um, <laughs> Sauté them onion? Like, don't do it. Um, 
I just thought that was interesting enough. Uh, according to the second variation, the Melonheads are descendants of a colonial era area family from Shelton Trumbull who were banished after accusations of witchcraft were made against causing them to retreat into the woods. As with the first version of the legend, this variation attributes to the appearance of Melonheads inbreeding. Uh, Melonheads allegedly prey on humans who wander into their territory. Like the first version, individual retellings will modify what town the family was originally from and where they end up. So it sounds like in Connecticut, this part of the Melonhead legend almost sounds similar to like uh uh like the hills have eyes but all they got their legend from i think it's over in ireland or scotland where supposedly there was this family that was banished into like the hills and they lived in a cave and then they were inbred and like if people tried to come into the woods or the cave they would kill them and eat them they were like a cannibalistic inbred family and nobody knows if that was a real story or just legend. And then that's where the Hills Have Eyes yep. was adapted from. So this kind of sounds like the same, like a similar thing. Mm -hmm. There's like this uh, weird cannibalistic inbred family in the woods. I mean, how many times have we seen that? Not just, uh, oh, God. That wrong the, turn. What was the other one? It's, right. Wrong turn did it, too. Oh my God, just those now, wasn't that new? Wasn't the new one supposed to be good? I need to, to see good? it. Um, I have heard the new one's fantastic. That's what I've heard I too. Need to see it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Cause I'm like, oh, Lord. I saw the first um, one, and to be completely honest with you, I didn't watch any of the other. Eight. I watched a couple of them. Seven, six. I don't, I don't know. even know. Too many. Uh, <laughs> how many wrong turns can you fucking too many. take? Too many. Are you're you're in a circle <laughs> at this goddamn point? You're like, nope. Two no. was too many. Um. So a number of Connecticut-based legends of the Melonheads have one characteristic in common. Now, this is totally different from the Ohio and Michigan ones where it's by a lake. Uh, this one has a dirt road running through wooded territory, if it's anywhere in Connecticut. Many towns in Fairfield and New Haven counties have rural and forested sections, and it is not uncommon at all for these forests to have rural roads running through them. These roads at times are associated with the local variation of the Melonhead legend and are said to be part of the Melonhead territory. In a number of towns such as Shelton, Trumbull, and Monroe, if you know about Monroe, Connecticut, the Warrens, several legends place the Melonhead's territory around a mysterious and mythical street commonly referred to as Dracula Drive. Commonly referred Do to. Do you think they want to fuck your face? <laughs> I'm like, are the Melonhead vampires now all of a sudden? None of the towns that have a Melonhead legend have roads designated as Dracula Drive. Depending on what version of the legend is told, one of several existing streets are mistakenly referred to or coincidentally coincide with Dracula Drive that mention the Melonhead stories. For instance, some legends place the Melonhead's territory in and around Sawmill City Road in Shelton as Dracula Drive. And some other roads mistakenly referred to as Dracula Drive are Edmonds Road, Velvet Street, Zion Hill Road, uh, Marginal Road, Jeremy Swamp Road, and paths and roads in and out of Roosevelt Forest and Stratford. So there's never actually a road named Dracula Drive. It's just that there, if there's any particular road in any of these states in Connecticut that happen to be rural roads and forests, they've just come up with this name of Dracula Drive for these specific roads where these sightings happen supposedly. 
Characteristics of the legend evolve and parts of various versions of the legend affect other parts versions of the legend. Oh my god, I feel like I read that 50,000 times. I feel like you just said the same thing. <laughs> I was like, why did that why did that fucking sentence Characteristics work? of the legend evolve and parts of various versions of the legend affect other parts and versions. Why did they do that? Like, who the fuck wrote that sentence? I love how it goes. For example, seriously, I'm like, what? Some legends claim the melon heads would bite or consume whoever entered the territory. Okay, so I guess they are vampires. Also, the Melonheads territory commonly involves a secluded, rustic, or dirt road running through it. This is one instance where elements of the legend interact over time and why some actual streets are mistakenly referred to as Dracula Drive by some locals. So if they're battle... (laughs) Sorry. So if they're vampires, do they glitter? Oh my god, I cannot handle glittery melon heads. I don't I don't think I can glittery melon heads. I literally don't think Why I does can that sound that. like a sex act? I thought it sounded like a punk band name. Oh my god, that's there's that's that pretty too. good. Oh my god. Glitter melon heads. Glittery melon heads. Somebody name their band glittery melon heads, please. And play at Bogarts and I'll come see you. We helped you with your name, you're welcome. It's amazing. Um, in Connecticut, some of the inspiration for a number of versions of Melonhead legends may be attributed to local surroundings and landmarks. Central Fairfield County is home to the now defunct Fairfield Hills State Mental Hospital, as well as the Garner Correctional Institution, both located in Newton, as well as the Federal Correctional Institution located in nearby Danbury. As the area of Fairfield County has been historically a rural area filled with farms and forests, the proximity of several criminal and psychiatric institutions, as well as the ju- juxtaposition to rural areas of the county, may have contributed to elements to the legend of Melonheads. I mean, that would make sense, too. And that kind of goes back to the legends in Ohio. Well, yeah, Ohio and in Michigan, um, because they were saying Felt Mansion was an asylum, but it wasn't. It actually later became a prison. But if you go by that, uh, and then also this Dr. Crow in Ohio and him supposedly having a hospital that he performed on these hydrocephalic orphans. That would be another, that would be the only connection to those other stories that I can gather. Especially, and then with it being a wooded area, you have asylums and prisons by a wooded area. What if the criminals escaped? What if the asylum patients escaped and ended up in the wood? It definitely sounds for the making of a good horror movie. I feel like I've 100%. seen this written several. I feel times. like we've all seen this. We've movie. all we've all seen this movie, movies actually. Stories about deformed country people. See, that's what I was saying. Stories about deformed country people who keep to themselves are common in legend. There's there's so many of them. I I swear to God, I wish I could remember that one in Scotland or Ireland. But it's a it's a family name, and I'm telling you, people are probably screaming right now because they know it. But it was especially Lucy. It was supposedly <laughs> the direct inspiration for the Hills. Have Lucy, Eyes. Lucy, very, and Lindsay are screaming. It's a very, right now. very well-known story. Um, Let's see if I can find it. The legend of the Melonheads is more widely told throughout Southwest Connecticut. One of several other similar legends of deformed or mutated humans can be found in various locations, like we mentioned, those uh, counties, Fairfield and New Haven. These legends have been told in overlapping. Bean. That's it. Bean family. The yep, beans. That's it. Uh, One legend alongside others would tell different versions. Over time, this overlapping of oral traditions may have allowed the cross-contribution of other elements to each other. 
So similar legends around Southwest Connecticut are the Dan Danbury Frog People. Interesting, because we have frog people. Ohio, Loveland, frog people. Um, the Faceless People of Monroe or the House of the Faceless People. Um, Immediately, no. And then in North Haven, or I'm sorry, North Bradford, which is in New Haven County. I, I hate this word and I apologize to say it because I know now it's considered very racist, but Mongoloid vi Village. And I, sorry, sorry I said it. It's the only time I'm going to say it. And I know it's a terribly prejudiced word. But it was used a lot, unfortunately, and it was directly used to describe any anybody that had any type of facial deformities, even people that had hydrocephaly were uh, hydrocephalus were called that. So, yeah, it's awful. I apologize. I'm not saying the word again. Um, also, uh, they have a listing here. Apparently, there are a lot of haunted cemeteries in South. I thought you were about to say homicidal. Well, that too. Uh, no, there are a lot of haunted cemeteries in Southwest Connecticut. Union Cemetery, Stepney Cemetery, Gregory's Four Corners Burial Ground, Great Hill Cemetery, and Guntown Cemetery, which coincidentally is in a town called Naugatuck, Connecticut. There's well, a Saugatuck, Michigan, and a Naugatuck, Connecticut. Connecticut's very old, so it's it makes sense for it to be haunted. Really haunted. These are all cemeteries from the 1700s. Um, it was absolutely wild to be in that cemetery in Mich Michigan. No. Massachusetts. Gotcha. I totally knew what you meant. It was so wild being in that because it was so old that you could barely even read any of the gravestones. It was just, it was so old. What, what year? I forget what year it was from. Well, there were people from, there was one passenger from the Mayflower there. So, I mean, there you go. It's 1400. Like, whoa! That's, that's 1400s. <laughs> so, um, just to quickly mention, since we did happen to mention Monroe, Connecticut, which is where Ed and Lorraine Warren lived, um, there are some connections to Ed and Lorraine and the cemeteries that I mentioned, which are all in areas of Southwest Connecticut, where supposedly there were Melonhead sightings. Um, Guntown Cemetery is where Ed and Lorraine uh, declared that... This was officially the most haunted cemetery they visited. This is also where they saw their uh, black dog sighting. Uh, Stepney Cemetery, which is in Monroe, Connecticut, is, uh, and we, we all have come to know this story, if you know Ed and Lorraine, is their sighting of the white lady ghost. Yep. And uh, <sighs> Union Cemetery is where Ed and Lorraine wrote their book graveyard which i have not read yet that might be the um, one i own i, I think you, that is that is the one i you gave own. you one but yeah I that's not it one. That yeah might i be think the that's one the one I i'm pretty sure that's the one you own um but yeah so uh gregory's four corners burial ground which is also near monroe is the site of hannah crana who was purported to be a witch Rather than deny any of the accusations, she reportedly used her reputation to terrify people and apparently placed a curse on the cemetery. And uh, last I mean, but not I least... I also would use my reputation to terrify Same. Uh, last <laughs> but not least, Great 
Hill Cemetery. Uh, there's really not a lot of information about this one. Uh, it was established in the 18th century. Uh, it's still very active today. Um, and it seems like the majority of people that are buried there, or it's a lot of families. Um, but there's really not, a, Great Hill Cemetery is about the only one that really doesn't have a lot of information. Otherwise, all of the rest of them are very haunted. And uh, three of them have direct connections to Ed Lorraine. So, um, yeah, that's all we have on the Millhead. You know, that time... is just really interesting that the, really the only connection that all three of the locations had were these connections to wooded areas and asylums or prisons which like you know like we were mentioning there are there, there have been so many legends and folklores not only in this country but all around the world of these you know crazed cannibalistic inbred families that you know either escaped from an asylum or a prison or whatever and end up in the woods or in a cave somewhere and you know anytime anybody comes across their path they eat them and they kill them and eat them or whatever i mean Same. we've definitely seen this movie a lot we've definitely heard this legend a lot uh but yeah that one about the bean family that was the one that i yeah yeah that's the one i've come to know i i just i just remember not long after uh the hills have eyes like really diving deep into the uh lore of uh sonny bean yeah scottish i was right Do i you think it was i said irish or scottish i knew i was like it's not in england i know it's not in england do you think it's seen bean might be i always call him isn't that terrible bean. i hope he's not really all <laughs> right poor guy Jesus. <laughs> it's sean bean but i call him seen bean listen and poor guy always dies i love him sometimes not all the time i think he dies in a lot. He, he didn't die in National Treasure, but... I was just about to say, did they let him live? He lived probably in National a, Treasure. Probably because it's a Disney movie. Um, Seen Bean. But yeah, there is a lot. Oh boy, that Sawyer Bean story. Like, that whole family, that is a crazy fucking story. Like, you know, and what's, what's so crazy about this story, what I love about stories like this one is it's almost kind of like Robin Hood, where it's like, he's from England, where it's like, you know, there's, there's legend, like, you know, it's a legend, but you're like, okay, there's a lot connecting dots to where this possibly, like, I've, I, I deep dived, I've done, I, I, listen, I've watched every I grew up with probably every incarnation of Robin Hood. I fucking loved Robin Hood when I was a kid. Loved the story. Loved the Kevin Costner one, even though he doesn't have a British accent. Um, listen, Christian Slater tried. And uh, Kevin Costner was like, no, I'm not even going to attempt it. He's like, I nah. And also, uh, God rest his soul, but uh, that man played the best sheriff of nottingham i have ever seen uh oh help <laughs> i would love to but i'm not really sure what you're talking he died, about and i'm like no alan rickman thank you oh um it was gonna come to me i'm like die hard snape uh snape i'm, I'm literally going die hard and snape die hard and snape snape die dogma snape. Die Hard Snape dogma. dogma. I mean, like it's literally in my head. I'm like, oh my god, please, I please fucking love come, dogma. Up, come up with something. <laughs> I love, I love everything he's done. He is the best. People can dog on that movie all they want, but I'm telling you right now, 
Alan Rickman was the best share. He was such a motherfucker in that. You like he played. He's he was just so brilliant. But when he played a villain, oh my god! I love him. You wanted to villain. punch him in the face. Like you really had to go. No, 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 no. It's just a character. It's just a You're character. like I hate you, but I don't. Even though I love Hans Gruber. Now, that is one that I actually loved. But, um, yeah, that that whole story is just crazy. So it's like, who, there? there's a little bit of truths in the Robin Hood story. So when you get into this Sawyer Bean thing, there's a little bit of, tr- there's, there's gotta be little droplets of, of truth to that. So I'm I mean, like, cannibals are real. So, I mean, you know. Not just brown people. Anyway, um, <laughs> did I say that out loud? Uh, have you guys seen Raw? <laughs> That's all. <laughs> that rhymed. You know, I'm just saying. Um, oh my god, I want to watch that again. Such that movie good was so good. Movie. So so good. I love that my girlfriend isn't into gore. <laughs> I'm like, it's fun. I'll watch the gore ones by myself. But I was thinking about Raw the other day, and I you almost, I almost suggested that. <laughs> That's not gonna be my husband's not. It's you know what you know what the great thing is though, and we've talked about this a million times. Horror has so many subgenres yep. to it that see even she loves the paranormal my, and true crime. My husband so loves paranormal and true he crime. He likes the loves paranormal it. and well, and any monsters, any any of the creature features, anything with monsters, anything with aliens, anything. It, yeah, you got an alien, a monster, a cryptid, a whatever. Throw it in there. He's watching it. Um, he doesn't... He makes fun of a lot of found footage unless it's really scary. It is hard to watch found footage movies with him because if it's shitty, he... You can't... Listen. But if it's good, oh my God. We are both... We're both like... There's some found footage. I will On never edge forget. Of our seats. I will never forget that time Danielle had to go out to do something. And I found Hell House on Prime. And I was like, I'm going to watch this. She came home. I'm sitting in my chair with my blanket going Didn't like I tell this. you what happened to me with Hell House and the House's October Bill? Yeah. I couldn't watch them alone. She was like, are you good? And I'm like, this I, is the best found footage movie I've seen since Player Witch. They scared, listen, especially <laughs> House's October scared me so fucking bad that I paused them and waited till he got home. Because it's broad daylight, and I'm like, I cannot watch. Listen, and I've lived in my house a decade now. You know every, you live in your house long enough. You know every creek, every, you you know. Let me tell you right now. Let me hear a, and I'm like, they're in my house. The power of Christ compels you. Babe, when are you coming home? <laughs> Two hours. Okay, well, I'm going to pause this movie because I can't watch it anymore. Um, I'm fucking terrified. Uh, I'm just going to wait till you get home to watch the rest. I was so fucking scared. Like, I have, I legitimately haven't, boy, let me tell you, How House and Houses October Bill, like, restored my faith in found footage because I have not, those two movies scared me so fucking bad. Hell House freaking, freaking, freaking. What? It's the goddamn clown. Y'all, listen, and I've said it a million it's times, I can't way... do clowns. 
They go down there and they're like, why? And then they turn and you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this whole movie. It I'm is just, so... I'm done. I'm done it is the just thing. the way it's done. Hell House done. did it. Hell House did it. So I just... But then what sucks about those movies is each of them had sequels that were garbage. Light them on fire. Like, no offense, Hell House 2 and Hell House 3. Hell House 3 was absolute fucking trash. Hell, Hell House, House 2, 2 is okay. Is worth it to watch. Once. Okay? I'm like that with I'm like that with people when I tell them about Grave Encounters. Like, no, listen. Well, I'm sorry, Grave Encounters 2 is amazing. Really good. It is. I'm sorry. The beginning, like, you hate these people, but then it, like, pays off. It's one of those where you're like, oh my god, please. And then, you, then you're like, oh, okay. This is great. Okay, this gets better. I'm sorry. I take it back. Grave Encounters 2 is amazing. It actually is really <laughs> Like, good. the first 20 minutes, you're like, oh my god. And then the last, you're like, ah, it's so good. Um, yeah. Hell House 2, I would at least watch it. But Hell House 3, immediately no. <laughs> immediately no. I'm telling you right now. Act like it didn't happen. Okay? It's like Godfather 3 and Back to the Future 3. I'm sorry, I know I'm going to get hate for this, but I did not. Back to the Future 3 is terrible. Um, some trilogies, like, there's just the third movie, you just need to throw it away. It just didn't happen. It just did not happen. Just throw it away and act like it didn't exist. That movie is hot garbage. I watched it one time and I was like, I won't watch it. I'm like, oh, this is what we're doing. I won't watch this it. This is what we're doing. I don't need to, I don't need religious trauma coming up. And then House of October built two. I was, I was mad. Some people genuinely love that movie. Mad. I'm like, that movie ruined the first one. I, it ruined the first one. And I, I can't. So don't. Okay. Throwing that advice out there again. If you haven't seen Hell House, watch the first one. If maybe the second one, absolutely do not watch the third one. House is October built. Just watch the first one. If you don't want don't the first one ruined, watch, don't watch the, the sequel. Don't. Because I was mad. It really actually does fuck the first one up. I was mad. I can't watch it the same anymore, and it makes me mad. <laughs> like the third Hell House, I laughed. Like, I wasn't mad. I was just like, what the fuck is this? And then, when you're such a big horror movie fan that by the time you get to certain movies, you're just like, what in the fuck? What is happening? It went from Faust to to Gabriel and Satan and what? What? Um, And then, yeah, so I basically told you right there all you needed to know about the third Hell House. Like I said, I don't and need then, the religious trauma. Um, it was just, I was like, what the hell is this? Laughing. But the sequel to House of October Built, I was actually angry. Yep. Like, there, uh, yeah. There I cannot believe I've they did that. Just, it was like the, okay, again, like, here's another sequel that'll piss you the fuck, fuck off. The Boy 2, don't. Also, it's The like, Boy? It's literally the same guy who did the first one. He ruined his first movie. The Boy? Yes. All the yes. I saw that in theaters and don't regret it. One Not single one solitary bit. Me and my husband both saw it. Love when it. that bitch came out that wall, we were like, that was such a different concept. It we was had such never. A different thing. Oh my god! I loved that. We were both like, I don't regret seeing that movie in theaters at all because we were on the edge of our seats. Like, and if you ain't seen the boy yet, Jesus Christ! Anyway, it gets a lot of hate. So, like, fuck off. That movie. I mean, I was. We were like, I was shocked. That fucking I was doll. Not... That fucking doll is haunted. What the fuck? And then when that bitch comes out of that wall with that mask on the entire <laughs> theater was like ah! 
<laughs> I mean, like, you heard a Bitch, collective. I had Taco Bell for breakfast. I bought Chuck my burrito. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I almost peed a little bit. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. I was like, there's a whole ass man in that wall. I was like, there's a whole ass man. Lord, and when they got into the parents killed themselves and what he did, and they've been letting him live in the wall this whole fucking time, I was like, ah, that, oh my God. The fact that that movie gets hate. <laughs> and then the second one's like, oh, by the Legitimately, way. Legitimately, anybody that hates the boy I, can I, suck I, my hyena penis. I'm telling you right now. You can suck my mock penis. I don't care. Yeah, in case anybody didn't know that, female hyenas have mock penises. The more you know. I kind of wish um, I had I, you know what? Legitimately, that's kind of badass. Because, you know. I'm just saying. Never knew I wanted to be a hyena. Just saying. So, yes. The boy, amazing. Boy 2, no. No. He ruined his Stop. own movie. He literally, why? Why would you do that? <laughs> he was it's like, like, you know what? I suicide. Like, he I said, I came up with this great idea. Different than anything else. Not then, anything else, but most everything else. I mean, pretty, and then he's like, cool. and then I'm gonna sequel. I'm gonna to the put gra- everything that everyone ever does in doll movies. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it in. I'm gonna blame it all on demons. It was. It was awful. It was so bad. I'm. I. I. I just want to give a heartfelt apology to anybody like me. That did you see it? Did you watch the sequel, or did I tell you? I. About it? You told me. Oh, I, I did. Because remember, you were like, "Just tell me," and I was like, "Well," and I told you, and you were like, "Oh my god!" I watched it with my phone. Oh, <laughs> so it was more like I was looking at my phone and I was doing shit on my phone, and I would glance up. Because we've gotten to where if something's really bad, but we haven't seen it, we're both just like, "Just." fucking tell me because if i have to sit through it i'm going to kill you <laughs> you better tell me. i was like oh my god i'm getting ready to watch june 9th and you were like yay and then i was like don't and i was like got it got it got it like when we tell you guys we're you know i mean we're kind of horror snobs we're getting there <laughs> so when we tell you guys a movie shit trust me we are not i have been for our health We've had a couple differences of opinion, but not much. Not not with the really really typically bad. Typically, with ones. the really really bad ones, we're both a hundred. The really you, really you bad. You really ones, should watch we're the chosen just because <laughs> it's so fucking terrible. Oh my god! Can I laugh at it though? Absolutely. Okay. Roast the fuck. We could watch it together. We can roast okay. it together. Because there's some movies though that people say are terrible that actually aren't that okay. Like for instance, Ghost Ship. Not that bad. I actually like Ghost Ship. <laughs> Not that bad. You know what it is? It's the special effects are so fucking good in that opening scene. Yeah. Christ. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> Free on Tubi, by the way. It's like. I it's remember like a seeing comfort. that on TV when I was younger and being like, oh my God. And, like, and then when it got to the end, I was like, oh. It, oh. Yeah. All right. Still a good movie. But, it's still, but it was, yeah. Overall. Really? It was overall. Okay. But anyway. I mean, but like when you find out the concept, you're like, really? That was it. Anyway, um, <laughs> like everybody hates the fucking village, and I'm over here like I loved it. Also, another movie that's like I'm like okay, it's bad, but it's it's not like that. Uh, the Lazarus Effect. It's not terrible. Did you really think it was terrible? I didn't think it was terrible. Terrible? No. Listen, when he choked on that electronic cigarette, I lost my mind. I that's, just that's it could have been done so. Much I know. Better. I know. It really could again have. another was, one that's free on Tubi. It's not. I was terrible, disappointed. Though. I was yeah. very disappointed. Did I hate it? No, I, I get, watch it again. Right, but it's it's yeah. 
And I would watch it again, too. Like, I want to watch it again. It's not... Because ta- that electronic cigarette scene is really funny. That was really funny. Like, also, I just love the dark lovers in it. Right. To be honest. Um, yeah. And I love the concept. I, th- I thought the concept was oh, fantastic. Oh, I... Hands down. Yeah. But I was just disappointed. Because I was like, this movie could have been done so well. And you just didn't. Yeah. I know. I agree. It was like a modern version of Pet Cemetery, <laughs> in a weird ass way. Which is ten billion times better. Yeah. Anyway, so all right, guys, that's all we have on the melon heads. We hope you guys enjoyed. That was a that was, was a fun, fun deep dive because it kind of went all over the place, but we it had did. to because it's just really crazy that the stories happen to intersect with cities where just a lot of crazy shit was going on right especially kirtland ohio oh my god <laughs> good lord Mormons. don't need to go there um excuse me but uh next week we will be discussing um a very very fucking creepy i'm surprised we haven't done this yet um a creepy uh i'm so sorry my brain just literally crapped out on me the Watcher House, that's what it's called, right? The Watcher House? Yes. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. I remember it from, I think, just me and you talking about it. Um, I honestly don't even remember how I found out about it. I don't know if it came I think, from, think, like... Didn't you watch a documentary or something? Had like? to have been something. I, I watched you something did. on it. They've, uh, there's even been a movie that has since come out about it. It's kind of a, a, a fictionalized version of... Um, the actual story, it came out in 2016. Um, a young couple are tormented by unseen forces trying to force them out of their home. So the movie is kind of a fictionalized version of the actual story of this couple that buy a house in New Jersey. So the story goes, the actual story that a couple buy a house in New Jersey and all of a sudden start getting these just crazy letters sent to their house where basically, and this didn't, this was not that long ago either. This is actually pretty recently when this happened. Um, They started receiving these letters that supposedly the house has been watched since the early 1900s. Um, They don't know who the letters were coming from. The police got involved. They, you know, nothing actually ever happened. But I mean, I could not imagine moving into my house and literally thinking I found my dream home. And then all of a sudden I start getting these just really bizarre letters that someone is watching me and my family and that, they so you know you don't know if it's somebody that lived in the house whatever but it is it, it I'm just so excited to get into this story because it is real it's such it's a crazy so story considering that it actually happened like it's a it's a real so creepy it sounds like a movie it does it really it does actually, it sounds like a a movie plot but it actually happened to this family and I'm just like man that is bitch I'd be moving out so fast oh I would be gone. 
Yeah, no. And they'd be like, kids. well, that was fun. Like, that would be my other thing, too. Like, not only just to be a couple, like, me and my husband, and, you know, like, you're like, what the fuck? Somebody watching me? But they also had children. So that was the other yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, the person was saying, I see your kids, and that's when you're like, okay, we're done. Yeah, when you, when you talk about my kids being in danger, no. Yeah, like, we're done. We are done. We're out. We'll find also, else to live. Um, real quick before we head off, uh, they have officially announced the new paranormal activity. And to be completely Wow. Honest, <laughs> yeah. And to be completely honest with you, I think they might actually go into the black eyed kids lore. Kind of what I'm getting. Um Whoa. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Even though at this point it has gone so off the fucking rails that I'm like, I don't even know. I haven't even watched Next of Ken and I it's gonna be a painful. I'm gonna have to You know, watch if that it, but... I mean if that's the direction they're taking it in, I'm all for it. You know, we But we've, the picture that we've they done showed... a black eyed a black eyed children uh episode and that I'm shoot, obsessed man, with black I am, kids. I am it's like that whole concept is with so that. I, I believe in it. The picture that was released is Katie and Christy when they were kids and their eyes were solid black. And I'm like, is that the direction they're going to go? Well, and a lot of people that... are talking about it, too. Like, is this the direction they're taking? Are they going to start getting into black eyed kids lore? Because, like, Katie and Christy having black eyes, obviously we're going to be like, well, okay, it's clearly a demon. But that would be insane if they did that. If they took that if they have those kids, which they can't really have those kids anymore, they're not children. They're probably teenagers by now, but I'm curious to see what they do. If they go into the Black Eyed Kids lore, I may watch. I may actually be excited for it, but if they're still doing some fucking bullshit, then... <laughs> yeah, I'm... Ugh. Yeah, Stop. I want to... I would like to watch the new one. Um, I'm going to, but I'm going to wait till it's free. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because same. my Definitely. my friend Carl, him and I are very on the same with movies too, and he almost turned it off. So I'm like, Ooh, that's... Oh, that's rough. Yikes. And Kai watched it, and I, I was, was like, what the fucking bullshit is this oh, massive no. garbage? I, so, yeah, if there's something I'm going to have to watch it, it but mm, I'm going to watch it for free, thank you. Listen, guys, I'm I'm when you're a horror fan, you're just kind of like, do I want to see this? No. Am I going to watch it? Probably. Uh, Every time they make another Paranormal Activity sequel. Did we ask for it? No. Am I going to watch it? Yes. Say, uh, hey, the new, um, I think I said it too about the new, finding out they were doing another Texas Chainsaw, you know, Texas Chainsaw. I'm like, am I going to watch it? Yes. Did we need this? No. Uh, <laughs> Am I going to watch every single one they come out with, though? Yeah. Because it's what we do as horror what we fans. Do. You know, we suffer. And... <laughs> but it's when you find the gems when it matters. Because, you know, it, exactly. I will never forget. Exactly. When I saw, before this movie got the attention that it got, I was, you know, surfing my... Um app on my fire stick we'll say and i found a movie that no one had ever been talking about and i looked up the concept and i was like that sounds interesting and i watched it and i was like holy shit i found a hidden gem and it wasn't until like two or three years later that people started talking about it and that was the autopsy of jane doe 
Like, nobody was talking about it. And then Same. I was like, that movie is fucking incredible. Like, I don't know how. And then all of a sudden, everyone was talking about it. And I was like, I remember when I saw that movie the first time. It was like when I watched Hell House. I was like, holy fuck, I found a gym. Yeah, there's still a lot. There's still people even now talking about it. And I'm like, oh my god, though. I'm I'm so glad that by the time I watched it, no one had given it away. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, listen, it's like The Sixth Sense. If you know it's the amazing. ending. If you know the ending, though, it fucks up the entire movie. Yep. It really does. That's why I was so glad. Because by the time I found out about it, I was like, oh, Jesus, literally everybody's seen this. But I didn't see any spoilers. And I watched it, and I was like, this movie's. In, I'm. I'm also a big uh, Emil Hirsch fan. Yeah, huge Emil Hirsch fan. Um, and yeah, that. Oh my God, that movie is incredible. It is it's incredible, very, and very it's so creepy. Too. It's so simply done. Yep. And they didn't have so to do much. And unnerving. But yeah, for the love of God, if you know someone, if you've seen it and you know someone that hasn't seen it, please don't ruin it. Just tell them to see it. Just pass if, it along. If you ruin the ending. It it's very hard to even watch the movie. Because... And the fucking song. <laughs> like when I hear you are my sunshine now, I'm like, ha ah. Alright guys, well you know we are socials. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DFWTO Podcast. the handles are DFWTO eighty eight eleven. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, please email us at DFWTO eighty four ninety three at gmail.com. We are on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Please give us a follow. Please give us a rating. Subscribe. You always know when we put out new episodes, which is usually every single Wednesday. Sometimes things come up and they can be different. So if you subscribe or you like, you will definitely know when the episodes are out. Is that everything? I think we got it. All right, dude. Bye, George. She's got it. <laughs> Fadania. <laughs> All right, my dudes. Have a safe week. We will see you next week. Yes. And remember, don't Don't fuck fuck with with the original. original. Bye, guys. Ah. Oh, that was supposed to stop. Whoops.